Hello, hello. Welcome to um, the Home and Garden Convention. Are you are you one of the vendors? Yes, I am vendor. I have come to be here in my great American costume of uh, Texas uh, Vegas time, and uh, well, I have brought I, you vodka. I don't know anything about costumes, but if you can follow me, I, I don't need the vodka either, but maybe maybe in five minutes we'll meet behind one of the tents. Uh, but follow me this way through the hallway, and I will set you up with your uh, station, and you can start vending to, you know, the greater populace. No, no, no. You you must drink vodka. It is from uh, my home country of Transylvania. Well, I, if you insist, I guess I can have. Oh. I guess I can have one one shot of vodka. Nobody's looking. Uh, also, have you looked at my abs? <laughs> Look at these abs. These are pretty good. I put a lot of time into this. See, I'm un un undead. So can I touch them? Absolutely. Well, you gonna drink that vodka? Yes. Yes. Whoop. All right, I'm going to touch your abs. All right, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to touch your neck! <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Wow. We did it, What man. a great scene that was. <laughs> I need to send my, my acting reel out. <laughs> Just send them clips of this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to send my acting reel straight to the dumpster. Yeah, that's basically where I'm going with it, too. Oh, man, guys. I, I am on a high right now. I had I have such great feedback. Such great feedback from Hit Manager, mm. the word that I coined on accident last week. Oh yes. Yeah. You did it. You did it. Dan, you did it. I really hope I'm the first person that said that. You you are the first and only person who's ever said it. And that's what yes. I like about you. Uh so this is the Indie Film Review. Thank you for listening to us. My name is Jared. That's Dan. Dan, the inventor of the yes. hit manager. So please. Shower um, me with love and emails. Get excited. We are Indie Film Review. We review independent mm -hmm. films, of course, and we analyze them. We talk about them. We, you know, break them down for you. We break them down and we... Yeah, we make love yes. to your ear holes. Well, Jared does that. I, I take a seat back because mm -hmm. I like to watch. <laughs> with consent it's all consensual i just want to say right off the bat we've been doing really yes, good on that we Patreon, have. Buddy. go check it out that patreon's been fucking popping if you're a filmmaker donate five bucks get your film on a higher list we'll talk about that later but jared yeah people came for the movie so we're going to talk about the movie we watched a movie it's all called right, Brud. Brud. it's called bread <laughs> it's called blood from stone it is a vampire flick. Oh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. No, Dan, I watched Bread from Bone. Is that wrong? Yes. Oh, okay. Good bit. Yes, so we watched Blood from Stone. It came out in uh, 2020, and it was directed, written, and everything else was done by Jeff Ryan. Jeff Ryan. Okay, so I might have made a mistake. A while ago, we had a film called Brown Paper Bag. Their Twitter sent us a request to watch this film. And we were confused. We're like, do they want us to watch From Blood From Stone? Or do they want us to watch their movie? And I, I just were like, I don't know. It was last minute, I mm -hmm. think. We were trying to watch the film before recording. So we watched their movie. So now I'm trying to make up for it. Now we're watching this movie. So just to over explain, I keep calling the movie From Blood From Stone, but it is Blood, yes, blood From, from stone. stone. Okay, I'm trying to correct myself. They should have called the film Blood From Vodka. Oh, yeah. That would have made more sense. But we will get into that. 
So this film is a vampire film, as I said before, and it is about a it's 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 kind of impressively complicated. Um, it's about a group of vampires who are trying to make it in contemporary times. Um, there's forensics everywhere, so mm-hmm. they can't hunt like they used to. Um, one of the turned vampires who is not part of the original family. She's just trying to make it in life. And she always has to reinvent herself because her ex-boyfriend, the guy who turned her, the somewhat main character of the film always ruins it for her and just acts like a drunken belligerent idiot, the entire movie. And the, the basis of the movie is she's trying to separate from him. He's trying to just, he's just downward spiraling and she invites his sister from Greece to come and set him straight. And that's basically what the movie yeah. is. Um, so we have Yuri. Yuri, who is like the cowboy vampire. His name is Joe. Joe Allen. Cowboy Rob Zombie vampire. He's going to buy me a couple shots. Oh, yeah. He's going to buy a lot of shots, buddy, as long as you meet him in the back alley. And then we have uh, Daria, who is the ex-lover of Yuri. And these two are the main characters. They they both have their separate stories and their own story going on. And you would think that would be a lot, but I think it works extremely well in this film. Uh, let's get into questions. Dand, Danded, were you entertained by this film? A hundred percent. Jared, I have a hard time admitting this, but this might be my favorite vampire movie. Yeah, this might be one of the better vampire movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Um, I really like uh, Park Chan-wook's Thirst. Like Park Chan-wook is my favorite director, and he he did a vampire movie called Thirst. I I think I like this one better than Thirst. It's hard for me to admit wow. that. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. Like they 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 both have really good philosophical like existential questions about what it means to be, you know, a, a vampire from being a human, and. I don't know. Like this film has like a 4.4 on IMDb and that's criminally low. Which is criminal. Absolutely. Criminal. I don't know why it's that low. If you can't tell, I adore this movie. I'm goo goo gaga ape shit for it. Yeah, me too. This movie, how can I sell it to people? Take a love, not even a love story. Take a story with between two people who are just going through a breakup and they're trying to deal with that breakup in their own way and move on with their lives. But make them vampires. But they're also vampires. <laughs> yes. So there's the mundane nature of everyday life mixed in with we are also vampires. So think about... Just hyper-violent scenes every once in a while. <laughs> it's like a clerks-ish... It's like mixing in that, like, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go do this and blah, blah, blah. And how mundane that normally is if you're just filming that, but also we're vampires. And the situations they get into because of that are wonderful. So you have the Yuri character who has been, he's an ancient vampire. He's been around for so long. He is having a forever life crisis. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, because he doesn't even want to live anymore. He's like, what is life? What is doing this over and over again? I'm nothing without, without Daria. And since we've broken up, I just feel lost and confused and he's going through that whole breakup phase and he's going on these binges these alcoholic binges jared i'm gonna stop you right there because i have to talk about this i don't i don't know if it's been done before this is the first time i've ever seen it i think it's ingenious but he's going on alcoholic binges and the way he does it 
is he gets people liquored up. Like he gets them super drunk, knocks them out, and then drinks their blood for the BAV. Oh, it's genius. And he gets wasted off of their BAV, which is insane. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, before we go any further, I'm just going to say, because we've like steamrolled right over questions because we're so excited to talk about this movie. We will get back to questions, by the way. Go see this movie. Go see it. It's free on Tubi. It's on Amazon.com. It's a premium service. It's called Con TV that you'd have to pay for it, but you can get a seven-day free trial. Just watch this movie and then cancel it. That's what oh, nice. I did. So, Or you could just pay like three bucks, I think. Yeah. On Amazon Prime. I highly recommend just doing I would, that. I would definitely pay for this movie, for sure. Ads un- uninterrupted. This movie is so close to a masterpiece for me. It is really, really close. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what the budget is, because the, there's so many different places they go, and there's so many actors in this. There's just, like, so many moving parts. I'm so impressed with what they were able to, to accomplish in this movie. Okay, so we have Yuri. We have this whole crazy story he's going through. Then we have Daria, who's also going through this breakup. She doesn't want to be with Yuri anymore. She has to, like, deal with Yuri, like, harassing her and still showing up all the time because he still wants to be in, you know, you know how, like, shady ex-boyfriends mm-hmm. do when they, you just have a breakup. So she's dealing with that. She just wants to try to live a normal life. And she's going through dating in the dating scene, which she has never done since like hundreds of years ago. Cause she used to have like a family and kids and everything that all got taken away from her by Yuri. So it's like, Oh, that's spicy. You have all of this going on. She's trying to fight her urges. So she's like the exact opposite of Yuri. Yes. So you're seeing both sides of the pendulum as they swing. So it's 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 an amazing it's an amazing dichotomy. I actually have a note about it. So I say I really like that he's kind of a barbaric vampire trying to make it in the city. I like the dichotomy between the more civilized vampires and the ones that are violent because that's really what this is. Like yes. they're all trying to, you know, fly under the radar, but Yuri is just like like you say, he's having his forever life crisis and he's just, he's, I'm going to fucking do what I want to do. So yeah, he misses the good old days. He feels like his life had already hit that storybook happy ending, but because he can never die, he even says it in the movie. It's like he's reading a book and the book is over and now he's in the blank pages at the end and there's nothing there anymore. And he's like, why am I still going? I have already done everything I've wanted to do. And it's so fascinating. It's so interesting. But okay, back to questions. Dan, how did you feel about the camera work in this movie? So it's not just the camera work. The camera work, like the movement, the mobile framing of this doesn't necessarily take creative strides, but it doesn't need to. Because what happens in this film is the composition of the frame. Almost every single... I'm going to argue every single frame of this film is composed so well. It's just so pleasant Mm -hmm. to look at. It's I've not seen a film that is composed this well in a long time. And the the film's like fucking two hours long. There's so much going on in this movie. And every time a character's on screen, they're just positioned correctly. Every time we're filming a subject, it looks interesting. It's just whoever filmed this knows about the, the golden ratio and the, the rule of threes. It, 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 Every like there's not wasted space in this movie in terms of what's on on frame. And I'll add too, like, yes, okay, there isn't like a lot of super fancy looking shots where it's like all avant-garde and weird, but this movie is so seamless about showing you exactly what mm-hmm. you need to see. Yes. And not wasting any of your time with any of the shots. 
This movie gets to where it needs to go. Boom, boom, boom. And it's it's guiding you through the story, keeping things interesting. This is a two-hour movie. I would have liked to see another hour tacked onto this and make it a whole make, make it a whole fucking contemporary vampire epic. You know, add more story to it. I've never heard you say that. Right? It was that interesting. The narrative is that interesting. It has mm-hmm. so many opportunities for these vampire existential crises. Oh my god, the the ending is gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll talk about it. Well, Dan, ask me a question. How did you enjoy the writing in this film? The narrative. Oh, the writing and the story in this is so amazing. Okay, I think for indie films, usually the biggest hurdle they have to get past is the writing. Because mm-hmm. it's so hard to tell an interesting story and to keep the viewer's attention. And it's just... You want to try to like not be too pretentious and then not try to be too simple. And you're trying to find that happy medium right there to keep everything engaging. There isn't technically a lot going on in this movie Mm -hmm. story wise, but the writing is so fucking good. Again, I reference kind of like a clerk's vibe Mm -hmm. where it's like them just going around killing people and like Yuri talks to his victims about how bored and like mundane all of this is and how he's envious of them that they can die and him talking more about his, you know, uh, again, his crisis of what does it all mean? That's done so well. And and in such a not pretentious way Mm -hmm. that I was just amazed by the, the, I was amazed by the dialogue, man, this dialogue is so I kept waiting for it to go. Okay. There's going to be a line where it's going to go too far and it's going to make me cringe. Or I'm going to go, oh, no, I never did that. Like, whatever, whatever. Never happens. Never happens. That is a triumph because I am horny for eye rolls. Like, I want to do it. Also, Jared. <laughs> yeah. I'm horny for butter rolls. Um. Anyway, how did you feel about the music in this film? Because it, it goes in between two, two very distinct things. You have like dark synth wave and Western music. <laughs> Like music that would be in a, a a spaghetti western. I love this music, and it's really strange because the music does such a good job of making you feel the way you need to feel mm-hmm. during that scene without without like overextending its presence to being like, okay, I get it, movie. I'm supposed to feel this way. Again, every aspect of this movie is fantastic. So yes, I love the music in this. The music was used in the story to influence the characters. Kind of remember that bar scene where they're talking about country music and that's playing in the background mm-hmm. and it, like it that fits so perfectly. And then there's different scenes where so there's a doctor character later on. He has later on scenes where he's starting to figure out things, mm-hmm. certain stuff about what's going on in the plot. That music does a, such a good job of influencing the viewer into being like, oh, he's figuring things out. He's oh no, what's gonna happen? And just through no dialogue, just through the music and images. And I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I mean, we got to get into this movie, Dan. We're going to spoil it. I stopped taking notes about halfway through. I'm like, this is a really cool movie so far. I wonder what's going to happen next. And that was my last note. <laughs> yeah, that is the highest compliment I can give a film. One of the highest compliments is... I don't want to take notes or I will yeah. pause the movie when I'm taking notes because I do not want to miss a single fucking Absolutely. thing that's going on in the film. Okay. So we're going to spoil it. I'm sorry if we already spoiled some things. I'm very excited for the film. So here we go. Three, two, one. All right, Jared, where do you want to start? Let's start with the actors. Okay. Are we going to talk about these actors? 
we have uh, Vanya Keptanovic. I hope I'm saying that right. That should be my catchphrase. And he plays Yuri. What did you think about Yuri? Yuri was awesome. He he was intimidating. Doesn't he look like he was? He was. Um, doesn't he look like Nicolas Cage's son from that one movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say, say that. I was going to say. As soon as you look at this guy, I'm like, oh, he's probably not going to be a great actor. He looks like a big meathead guy that they got, and he's not going to know what he's doing. This guy's amazing. I eat my words. I, I grovel before all the actors in this film. They're fantastic. Even the minor characters such a good, you know what are it is? so good. Like, it's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, certain characters in this movie have like six pack abs and they're ripped. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, I'm like, they can't be good actors and be good looking. I'm like, that's not... <laughs> That's not right. And uh, they're, they're both. They're all, they're all all of it. And uh, that's just me being mad jelly. I need to go to jelly school. And uh, that's something I've come to terms with. Sounds like you need to go to the gym. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, yes, uh, he's amazing. Uh, Gabriella Toth as, as Daria, I think, is really, really good. One, one critique about her is I wasn't sure what her accent was because people were saying that she had an accent in the mm-hmm. film. People would comment on like, oh, you have an accent. I never heard her accent. She just sounded like an American to me. So I don't I'm not sure what was intentional or what wasn't. Did you catch anything like that? In terms of her accent? No, it, she did seem like she she faltered in between the two. But like I was so again, so enamored with, you know, the acting in general and the whole story that I just didn't care. Yeah, she was wonderful. She was so good in like some of those dramatic scenes where she's uh, when she's having sex with uh, that guy in the hotel. Oh, my gosh. They cut to her and she is like getting railed by this dude. He's like, is it good? Are you finished yet? And she's like, uh, like kind of like just sitting there like a, a sad fish. And then she jumps on top of him, starts riding him. She's going crazy. And then they keep cutting. The camera cuts to like his neck Mm -hmm. and it cuts back to her and the neck and then her. And then she just bites the shit out of this guy and basically has like an orgasm as she kills him. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And then her like writhing on the bed. And I'm like, this is so good. See, this This is is one of the few times whenever a sex scene is, you know, it's intentional. It needs to be done. And it tells part of the narrative. Yeah. If your sex scene doesn't tell part of the narrative, don't put it in the narrative. (laughs) Otherwise, it's pornography. Another good scene that would explain how mundane, how the mundanity of being a vampire is a big theme in this, or how it works so well, is we have Yuri. He's at home. He's lounging about. He's watching some movie Mm -hmm. on his laptop. (laughs) And he's drinking from a blood bag Mm -hmm. because that's all they can do. So, like, there's a big theme of blood bags everywhere in the film and having to drink them instead of killing people. He's like drinking like a Capri Sun. He's slurping on it, slurping on it. And then it drips out onto his keyboard. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) There's this great scene of him. He's got to like get up and he goes and gets paper towels and he's got it all over his hands. He's like licking his fingers. He's trying to clean up. In any other movie, if just like some dumb character spilled some juice on their keyboard, it's like, okay, whatever. But it takes on so much more. Mm -hmm of a parody fun aspect when it's like blood that he's drinking. Cause he's, it's wonderful. Yeah. That's something that we didn't really bring up in questions, but this, this film has like a wide, it's drama, it's romance. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like it's a good comedy in sometimes, and it's a good horror movie. Like you get everything in this film. Like you get blood. It's, it's all over the place, but it's in a good way all over the place. Jared, 
one of my favorite scenes, because you talked about the um, sex scene already. So Yuri is doing his thing. He he just goes to random bars, liquors people up, and just beats the sh- like the way we introduce ourselves to Yuri is insane. He kills three people mm-hmm. at a time, and it's awesome. Oh yeah, he's a mass serial killer. I'm <laughs> the one thing where I'm like, where are the cops and all? <laughs> like they really can't catch this yeah. guy, and he's so blatant. He seems like he do- he's doing it on purpose. Like he wants to be caught, and no one is catching yeah. him. Like a spree killer who has like reached their manic stage where like they think they're invincible. But in his case, he's like, I don't care. I mean, there's even a, a point where he's he passed out outside, and then his ex comes and gets him. Right before the sun's going to come out. Because he's like, he just doesn't give a shit so much. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So basically, there's one time where he calls an Uber. The Uber comes to pick him up. And then it's a rideshare Uber. So two more people get into the car with him. And they start making out. They're drunk as fuck. And Yuri's like, hey, you want to... I'll trade you my vodka for your girlfriend. And you're like, ooh, this is bad. This is going. This is going south. I don't like this. And then the guy's like, uh, no. And like, you know, rightly so. And he's like, okay, just forget I asked. Whatever. And then he, you think he's just going to let it go. But then he just punches this guy in the face, bites him. This woman, his girlfriend is freaking the fuck out because she's in the back seat with him. Uber driver starts freaking out as well. Yuri's like, hey, you keep driving. And you, pointing to the girl, you suck down on this vodka. And she's like not having it. And he forces her to drink vodka to make her pass out. So he has more on her. Then he has that, you know, existential talk with the driver like you were talking about before. And then he kills the driver and goes on an Uber killing spree, picking up people using yes. his own that, that driver's yes. app. <laughs> he goes on an Uber Genius. killing spree. He's like, five stars for Yuri. <laughs> it is amazing. Dude, it was so fucking good. Amazing. This scene is so great because... The, the couple that comes in next to him, right? That de- yeah, the death of the couple was so unexpected. Like, you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't know how it was going to happen. He does it in the backseat. Crazy. You have no you have no leverage in the backseat. Yeah, the, that whole extended scene in the car is so good. So he's, he's with them, and he says that line to, like, freak them mm. out. What I like is it stopped them from making yeah. out and being obnoxious. So I, at first I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a clever way to do that, to make him feel weird. But then what happens is that girl takes a picture of him. Oh. That's why he decides he has to kill everyone. Because he's like, oh, no, no, we can't have any evidence of me already. So that's why he starts to go ape shit. I just thought he was hungry. It happens really fast. And then he has that whole conversation with the driver. He's like, I don't even want to kill you. You seem like a nice guy. But he's like, just think of it this way of like, your life can just end. You're not going to have any troubles or worries anymore. You won't have to think about anything ever again. Be grateful that that can happen to you because that doesn't happen with me very easily. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm stuck to continue living. So he tries to justify what he does. He's such a fucking, I, I love how likable and awful Yuri yes. is. He's such a maniac. Yes. <laughs> He's such a fucking maniac. Okay. Just to cut this short, because I don't want to spoil too much of this film because I really want people to see it. But I want to give another big shout out to Eric Cotty, who plays the doctor in this movie, who's the the boyfriend of Daria, who's he's wonderful. 
And then uh, Nika Kitrova, who plays the sister of Yuri. She is such a badass. Yes. She's so cool. There's so many scenes with her we could talk about that are so great. And uh, I again, just big shout outs to them. I, I, I think everyone did a great job in this movie. But Dan, was there one more scene you wanted to talk about before we close yes. out? Well, I don't know because it's the ending. I don't want to give away the ending if we're going to do that. Yeah. Here, I can give you a couple scenes. Okay. We can talk about the prostitute scene with Yuri. We oh can talk about God. the bar scene. Oh, Jesus. Let's leave. Okay, we'll leave the prostitute scene on the table and everybody can watch it and just be grossed out by how violent that scene is. Yeah. That's all I'll say about it. But, oh my God. Okay, so Daria calls Yuri's sister because she's like, Yuri's at it again. You need to come straighten him out. So He's on a bender. Victoria is her name. She comes and she talks to Daria for a little bit and then she goes to talk to Yuri. And then Yuri basically is like, don't you just miss the good old days whenever, you know, we could take whole villages and nobody would even know the wiser. <laughs> and, you know, when was the last time we went on a hunt together? It's been like 10 years. And she's like, yeah, it has been 10 years. So Yuri convinces this proper vampire lady who is... You know, she's moved past hunting. She still definitely wants to go back to hunting, but she understands the way of the world now, and she has to evolve with it, like mm -hmm. like a Dracula kind of vampire. Anyway, he goes to this um, southern bar of sorts, and he offers to buy people drinks, and like they're all like apprehensive about it because they're all manly men and like you know yeehaw truckers. They're basically asking, "Why do you want to do that? You're weird." And then the bartender picks up on the atmosphere and he's like, you two need to get the fuck out of here because you're being creepy and strange and you're just upsetting my customers. Jared, do they get the fuck out? Eventually, after they murder all of them, here's, here's what I'll say. <laughs> the action sequences in this movie, though there are not that many, when they show up, the sound effects are amazing. Mm -hmm. The impact of the hits are really good. Really, like... Short choreography, but great choreography. I thought it was all so well done. This whole bar scene was fucking gangster. Dude, I want to check out all of this guy's movies. Like, he has so many movies. He has two coming out in the, in the future that look amazing. So... There's a great scene where in this bar, they've already beat up a lot of them. And Victoria basically bites this guy's neck. And then his neck starts to spurt like a fountain. And then she uses it like a tap, like a <laughs> beer tap to fill up her mug so she can drink his, be uh, his, his beer blood. Beer yeah, blood. Beer blood. That was really cool. Okay. If, if I'm going to try to criticize this movie, I'm trying to think of any criticism. There was one scene where Yuri goes to the, the liquor store. And he has to beat up the guy behind the counter. When he goes to punch him... It looks dumb. Those punches looked really weak. Yeah, you're right. That looked really dumb. <laughs> that was the only time it looked really stupid. And honestly, I can't... It's really hard for me to think of any other thing that I thought was not good about this movie. Can you think of any criticism you can give the film? I mean, like I said, I would have just liked to have more, maybe. Because there was just so much... There was so much that they introduced that just... Okay, so you have we we know that Yuri has a whole family. You you know he has a mother, a second sister. We know that Super Doctor wants to help or help Daria basically because he figures out that she's hundreds of years old. Um, but I like that aspect of there's so much set dressing and backstory to all these characters and like world building that that isn't even the focus. Jared, like I said, and and everybody listening. 
you have you have to watch this. This is you have to watch this movie. This is my favorite vampire movie so far. Well, if not if not my favorite, it's in the top three. And the top three are Thirst, Blood from Stone, and um, Shadow of the Vampire. If you've never seen that movie, that movie's excellent as well. I like Kronos as well. I think Kronos is really good. Eh, no. I like Kronos, but it's definitely not in my top three now that I've seen this movie. So, my God, this movie is a film about relationships and breaking up almost more than it is about being a vampire. Yes. And that's what I like about it so much. 4.4 on IMDb, (laughs) do not believe the rating. You you have to watch this movie. That's bullshit. That is fucking bullshit. We're not spoiling the ending. We're letting the ending breathe so you can watch it. Um, And there's so many scenes we did not talk about that uh, I still think make this movie a fucking treat. So yeah, go check it out. And you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon if you so choose. We have three different tiers, but one of them is for filmmakers who want to get their film on a shorter list. We will answer your questions. That's right. We will do anything that you want, so long as it is podcast appropriate. And I'd like to do some shout outs right now. We have uh, a bunch of new patrons. We have Ben, friend of the show. Thank you, buddy. We have uh, Don, Lauren, Roberto, Josh, and Brad from the Fate of Eisen podcast. So, so some of those are old. Some of those are new. Yes. But that's a lot. And um, thank you all so much for, you know. Keeping the lights on here at the Indie Film Review. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, at this rate, we'll be able to pay for our podcasting uh, hosting fee. Yes. Like, super fast. And then I think what I want to do with excess money is either advertising or invest in getting us, like, even higher-end, really good microphones. So, okay, thank you all for listening. The Necropoticon is a place. It's also a website that you can go to, necropoticon.com. Also a society. (laughs) Uh, super cool podcasts on there. I highly recommend going to check out the necropodicon.com. You can go and click the link to the discord and come hang out with us and talk to us. This is my talking voice. I know I do this voice before. I don't know why I keep doing it. It's fun to do really fun pot. Like we got movie podcasts. We got improv podcasts. We got TTRPG podcasts on there. I'm on one of them. It's called sons of the fathers. I think when this episode drops, I will not currently be on an episode yet. But we've already recorded like an entire story arc that's just in the chamber getting ready to be edited. So go check it out. It's really good. I'm super proud of what I did. And you can catch up on the show. So when you get to my story arc, you're like, I know what's going Mm, on. Yes. (laughs) Now I can enjoy Jared doing his silly fun stuff. And uh, trust me, my character does not sound like that. It's just me. So Uh, but anyways, thank you so much for listening, Dan. You have the final word. Hey, uh, my name's my name's Vampire Joe, and uh, I'm here to buy you s- some whiskey. You like whiskey, right? Uh, uh, come, come on over here. I'll buy you some. Uh, what's that? On? Hey, my name's Vampire Joe, and I'm going to buy you some whiskey. This is like fucking looking in the mirror. Oh. All right. Well, uh. <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll be going now. Listen, see you see you guys later. See ya.
found this Theron black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe you could take it to a friend? I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers. Boundless space. Endless horror. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.